Hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Spider Cast. I am your host, Ruby Joy. I have a, I have a guest this time, this week. Last week, I ran it by myself. So this week, not wait, was it last week? Fuck, I forgot. I haven't decided when I'm going to air this one. That's okay. Either last <laughs> week or two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. I don't know yet. Um, I am joined this week by the, I said it last time. I actually, do, what do I call you? You can just call me Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. Matt. Okay. I called you <laughs> last week. I was, cause I was talking about it. I was trying to, I was trying to gather my thoughts together last <laughs> week. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to have the guy from the Casey Jones podcast on. Is that the his guy. name? I'm going to call him Casey. So I called you Casey. So that's okay though. Matt, now I know I should have asked ahead of time, but I forgot, but yes, it's okay. Matt it's okay. from the Casey Jones podcast, please introduce yourself. So I don't Hi, I'm I'm Matt from the Casey Jones podcast. There we go. We did. I am, I'm I'm uh, a niche micro online influencer. I have mm-hmm. friends, and that's my bit. Um, you have friends? Are you sure? Mostly, I'm mostly sure. You can't, um, you can't call yourself a niche online anything and have friends. I don't think that's how that works. Someone tried to own me the other day about like, why does your podcast account follow 1,200 people? It's like. <laughs> Because that seems polite. I like good posts. I won't. Why are you asking for money? Money good. Yeah, it's pretty simple, I think. I'm already, no. I have already lost all essential shame. I've been doing podcasting for yeah. more than a year at this Who point. Cares? So there's nothing you, anyone could say to me. Once you start a podcast, you you don't have shame anymore. Like, come on. It's 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 a given. I fucking like I you think I uh, someone with with any shame left would be doing what we do? No, I didn't think so. You, I was cool to be it. on the radio. I've been out of touch for a long time. No, I just like to hear myself talk. So and who does? Chance to. who does? Exactly. Yeah. Actually, most people don't. Most people hate hearing their own voice. Like mm. yeah, you know, <laughs> teach their own. <laughs> Where well, um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. uh so i have you on this week too where we're gonna have we're gonna have a little we're gonna have a little fun right so uh like i said i don't know exactly what i think i'm pretty sure i'm gonna air this this is gonna air the day before no way home drops technically it'll already be out in like the uk for some reason but yes the 15th should be when this goes up spider-man neutral milk hotel we are going to take this time nmh and to and pitch or no way the home. best possible like the the best like version of of no way home at this point i'm pretty confident i know what's going to happen in mm. this movie a lot of a lot of it's bad but you Just know based I'm, on what we have it doesn't seem that great no I'm 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 very excited anyway though. Like I can't help it. I am I am beyond excited. So <laughs> I don't care. I won't I won't say anything bad about the movie, but I will. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's see that's that's the counterbalance. None of uh the, the people I have on don't have the same shameless uh brain rot that I do for, for these movies. So it's a good well, counterbalance. I, I've been burned. I've been burned too many times to be excited about a Spider-Man movie. Um, the one time I knew it was going to be good was the animated one where they had Spider-Pig. 
because yeah. they clearly weren't expecting anything of it. So of course that means it's going to be good because they just yes. let people have fun. Yes. This is um, a Led Zeppelin, a white elephant of a big tent film to continue mixing our metaphors. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I can tell from the premise they've published, this is going to be Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3, but everyone is 15 years older and it's not directed by Sam Raimi anymore. So, uh, oh, Jamie Foxx. It's mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3 plus Jamie Foxx as less blue electro. Yeah. Less hate, blue. He He's so excited to not be blue. Like, I, I find it kind of funny how much he talks about how he's not blue anymore. He's just so happy that he's not blue anymore. It's kind of cute. Well, he did kind of look like Megamind. Yeah. Or it looked a like blue shit. man group. Yeah, it looked like shit. I, I don't blame him for being happy that it's not like that anymore. He gets totally like a cool supervillain now so it's it's fair it's fair for him to be excited for it i think i just i think mm, it's like it's kind of frustrating because like we're like we mentioned before i started rolling uh (laughs) the just exhaustion with the stakes of these movies and with the fact that like man spider-man's supposed to be small time you know he's supposed to be a small time superhero, a street level superhero, not end of the world kind of shit. But so I brought this up on this. Is, I'm going to explain. I'm going to defend myself one more time. Sure, sure. I brought this up on my last episode when I was defending the MCU Spider-Man for an hour or so to myself. Uh, mostly trying to, you know, cope that's, a, that's with an unfair buyer. task. You I'm, shouldn't set I'm, yourself against yourself. I'm coping with buyer's remorse, okay? But like <clears throat> the future. So for some reason, a lot of people thought these movies were done after this one. They're not. We were Amy hoping. Pascal has said, no, stop it. No. You know what? Okay. You know what? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm used to it. It's okay. It's okay. They're making three more. No. Oh, <laughs> three? No, but listen, but listen, but listen, uh, listen, 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 listen. Okay, I'm listening. The movie hasn't come out yet. And I made I made this point that I, I would stop shilling these movies if they made one critical error in this next one, right? The next mm-hmm. one's going to be a big fucking end of the world shit, whatever. That's already too late to stop that, right? But... Uh, the premise of the movie, as it stands currently, Peter's identity was revealed by Mysterio at the end of the last one. He's coping with that. It's taking a toll on him and his personal life and his friends and family. So he runs to his wizard friend to ask if he can fix it. Um, Everyone has a wizard friend within city limits. Yes, of course. And well, he's not just any wiz- wizard. He's he's a doctor wizard, a strange the one. wizard. Doc- yes. The you wizard, strange doctor, <laughs> strange tamer, extraordinaire Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> he um, he agrees to do it against the recommendation of his uh, of his straight man foil in Benedict Wong, and he does the spell. Wait, there's two Benedicts in one cast. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong. Where the fuck do they find these acting Benedicts? Yeah, right? This is cute. And Wong's named Wong, so it works for him. 
Wait, wait, wait. Benedict and then Wong. That is really. Yeah. Can we just take a moment yeah. to say, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Mr. Wong, that your parents are cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting combo of names. Benedict. My Wong. grandfather and my father had that issue. So my grandfather's Richard. My dad is Dixon, as in D-I-X-O-N, old English for Richard. Don't name your kids cute shit. Just don't do it. <laughs> name them George, Bill, Maya. Not that. Don't get cute with it. I got cute with it. My kids have cute names. Okay, well, you're allowed to. Yes. You're allowed to. I'm the You exception. personally are. Yes. I like being Matt. I like my regular name. There, are, I could... I'll dox myself right now. There's fucking a thousand people with my name in this country. Try and find me, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Peter yeah, my... Parker, change your name to Matt Keller. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's a how many Matt Kellers can I find in the phone book? I want 952. I've looked. Yeah. Really? Yes. There's 952 <laughs> of us. That's funny. I used to work in an office in Buffalo. People would, you know, hang up the phone with a lawyer with my name. And without fail, they toddle on over to me in my cube. I didn't know you were a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not. Thank you. That's cute. But hey, you can you can mooch off so the. That's so cute. Huh? Imagine if I was rich like a lawyer. Uh, okay, but you can you can pre- you could probably get away with pretending to be one. You know, you could just say you were. Like, what what, mm-hmm. what are they gonna know? You can yeah. actually just pretend to be a lawyer. You yeah. can just write a stern letter with yeah. a fake lawyer's name on it. They don't tell you this. They don't want you to know this. But you can, in fact, just pretend to be a lawyer. All degrees, you can just pretend to have them. They don't tell you this because they want to keep funneling you through the money machine that is the education, the higher education system. But now, you, you can, you... in fact, go to fakedegrees.com and print one out. And you have no idea same. how real this is to me. Yes. My other grandfather did this in 1953. Yeah, see, it's it, it, the I'm game they're for a long right, time. I'll show them to you. They are <clears throat> there. These are fake. He bought them from behind a bar. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. See, the, the, the grift's been going for decades. This is nothing new. Don't, um, don't fall for the trap of higher education, okay? I already drop out of college i already have it i'm so in debt i want to not happy i'm not happy yeah (laughs) that's that's the rub that's how it goes fuck (laughs) you made me lose my train of thought the fuck was i Uh, yes we were were trying to i'm trying to distract from this disaster of a movie yes i got it no don't don't be like his name it'll be fun it's so the the one there's one critical error they can make in this movie so as i was explaining peter goes to strange to have the memory the identity reveal erased he gets cold feet because he realizes that erasing their memory of him being spider-man will erase all their memories of him up until or from the point they learned he was spider-man forward which means he'll lose uh, the bond he has with Ned, which they were already friends, but you know, he'll lose those years of his life. He'll lose his relationship with Mary Jane or Michelle. I forgot that's not her name in this. So he wants, clout, he wants clout and pussy. It's understandable. Yes. Yes. Clout, pussy, and, and mm-hmm. a little bit of, of motherly love from Aunt May as well. Um, so he fucks, he tampers fucks with the May. spell. What? No. He. <laughs> Uh, gross <laughs> he um everybody wants to fuck Aunt May though that's the joke mm-hmm. haha she's yeah. attractive he fucks up the spell 
by talking, I guess. It's not too clear. Point is, he messes it up. And that causes the whole multiverse thing with all the other villains from the old movies coming back, which, you know... Oh, so this is a multiverse thing. Oh, no. Yes. The specifics don't matter too much. Um, If you get granular with, like, nerd fan theory shit, uh, like, which I do... I've posited that, like, my guess is, like, Strange was trying to pull from realities where people don't know he's Spider-Man, and it fucking up pulled people who do know through, like Norman and Otto and Max and Kurt and Flint. Ah, I know all their first names, but yes. Oh, Kurt. Uh, Oh, Flint. (laughs) All the villains get pulled through, et cetera, et cetera, big big fight whatever who cares at the end of the movie is the point i was getting to this the end of the movie will kind of be the turning point about whether or not this makes me really mad because i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna enjoy it whatever but then once the dust has settled i'm gonna know whether i'm very mad or not at the end of the movie peter has to go back to strange and have him do the spell and have it work like he has to erase everyone's memory because they, that'll give them their last chance to resusc- to bring the Spider-Man as he should be to the screen, right? Because the next mm-hmm. three movies are probably going to follow a similar structure in that these three movies, Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home, although they didn't really touch on it in the second one or in this one because at this point the stakes are too high, it's his, it's his sophomore, junior, and senior years of high school. And the next three movies should be his college years. That's what Tom everyone's Holland expecting. is supposed to be a high school student in these yeah. movies. Yes, you can't. He looks like that's it. almost he, as bad as Tobey Maguire. No, it's not. It's that's really not. As bad. He looks like seventeen still. He looks Timothy like a Chalamet. Kid. I bought as Paul. No Atreides. way. There I bought no that twink as a young child. You think? You think Timoth- Timothy Chalamet being fifteen? In the new Dune, he looks no like Christian Bale in the Machinist. He is eensy weensy, but he doesn't. He doesn't look like a fifteen-year-old. He looks like he's like twenty. Tom Holland looks like a like a twenty-five-year-old European fashion no, to me. No, yeah, no. he looks like someone who belongs in a Brooks Brothers ad. Maybe now, but maybe I'm now. Saying, How old is the first movie? Saying, I guess no, it is I'm like saying, five saying, years ago. Yeah, he was uh, he was nineteen in the first one. Okay, that's see, I'm, I haven't seen these fucking yeah, movies yeah. that's fair i, I refuse he, to get into the tom holland spider-man movies the only reason i'm even entertaining this one is because i want to see how badly sam Raimi's shit is drawn into the future it is everything from 2002 <laughs> is being dredged back up right now i have <laughs> to expect there to be another fucking rollerball remake you know what i mean yeah uh, this is we are really at a very dire point in Hollywood, and my cat is jumping at my door. Oh my! Go for it. <laughs> Get out! Are you gonna come in? Come on! Come here. I'll show you off. Then, if you're gonna do this, look at this animal. Look at this fucking animal. Oh, he's a kitty. He is extremely Hello. sweet, and I love yes. her. But she's jumping on my door. She doesn't have thumbs. Isn't that right? <laughs> You don't have any thumbs. You're so cute. This is why you get away with it. Okay, you could go back out. Jesus 
Oh my lord. <laughs> that, that's how cats work, yeah. Well, I'm glad I at least got to show her off because she <laughs> is the most perfect animal in the world when she's not trying to viciously sabotage my recordings. Yeah. <laughs> As is everyone's pets are perfect until they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that's what I think these Spider-Man movies are missing. A Mr. Bigglesworth style uh, evil cat. You know, uh, Austin Powers, I think, is the right tone for a good schlocky superhero oh, movie. Yeah. Maybe if they got some Quincy Jones, Soul Bossa Nova in the background of this movie, I'd be more into it. <laughs> like, it's like, speaking of what these are missing, right? It's like, I'm well, so, younger I actors know. for the action roles, I think. These are <laughs> yeah, all, we do all have these a are bunch old of geezers now. Yeah. 55, 54 to 68 years old for everybody outside of Jamie Foxx, who I still think is what, 50? Maybe. Right? Maybe. He's, I don't um, think he's that old, is he? No, I'm going to check. Yeah, check. Let's see. I got it. Uh, 53. So he is the youngest. He is. Yeah. Also, his name is Eric Marlin Bishop, not Jamie Foxx. Hey, it's a stage name, okay? Let him let him be who he wants to be. I'm gonna call him Eric in public. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when this the last time someone plan. actually called him physically Eric is. assaulted by every. Oh yeah, he's gonna cast. kick your ass. Yeah. yeah. At least um, the old men won't be able, probably won't be able to beat you up too bad. Though I do I do need to say I did promise on microphone the other day to physically embarrass bruce willis but i'm going to retract that apparently he's suffering from early stage dementia oh no yeah that's, that's sad yeah to know. so we have to be nice to bruce willis he's medically checked out now instead of just yes. being regular okay. checked out okay a, a good note to have don't yeah, be so, mean to bruce willis alfred molina though i don't know man you know what alfred molina gets gets you know what alfred gets like a pass he he's the only one who like told people to their face that he's just doing this for money so it's good i'll um it's, that's it's, a real i'm about to retire remark yeah yeah literally like, it's very cute they they ask each of the or the important actors because thomas hayden church and reese ifon are not on this little panel that they did as part of the the promo for this movie right now but defoe molina and fox are doing like this little interview panel and they ask them what it's like to come back and play these characters again and shit and fox talks excitedly about not being blue and his usual little stuff again defoe talks about how john watts the director gave him the pitch and he really liked it and all that sort of stuff and he thought it would be fun and then they asked, they, oh, there you go. He thought he asked, yeah, they asked Alfred Molina. And he's like, yeah, it's just, it's just the money. That's all it is. Which, you know what? Fair, dude. Get the bag. Whatever. Who cares? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's I, the, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is to defend my integrity here. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed these movies, right? Like, I've had fun with the Spider Man movies uh, in the MCU. I think they're fun movies. And I think, they, the core personality of Peter Parker, I think, is still very good and accurate in these movies. the The main issue is basically everything built around him. Yes, feels too different. It feels flawed. It feels wrong. The fucking I spoke about it in um, 
in the my little hour-long spiel to myself that the fucking tech in the suit is too much his obsession with tony is too much uh his never having to really deal with consequences is kind of too much he has consequences but it's weird because like normally i'd say it's fine that the only real issue he has is keeping up with a relationship or something but the problem is that the movies are so high stakes that when his consequences are still very low stakes it's meaningless Mm -hmm. which is why i think everyone think everyone looks at these movies and says oh you know tom holland spider-man never suffers he never really has to deal with anything um and be- no, it's all saving the universe. It's all yeah. the reality is about to collapse. And like um, someone even, found the magic MacGuffin box. Even then, like, so you can see, you, like, I give that a slight pass only because, like, they're they're shoving him into the wider Avengers world, and because Spider Man is the most popular superhero in the world, they wanted him at the front of the big fights. So they kind of had to shove him into that level of stuff, you know, which mm. is, you know, whatever. My issue is that they don't, they don't seem to want to come down from it ever. Mysterio in Far From Home was, I, I hated, I hated that. Why is Mysterio, the character who's comic relief in the comics, whose plans are always stupid and fail, why is he destroying half of london like single-handedly seems kind of dumb but my point is like i'm before i lose it again i think i think there's enough potential in how they write spider-man himself to salvage his character for fans of classic spider-man stories i just think you can i personally i'll know they've completely fumbled their their last chance to do it based on the criteria i just mentioned that at the end of this movie peter has to have the identity reveal erased he has to lose mj he has to lose ned he has to lose aunt may in terms of the relationship they've built pretty sure someone's gonna die uh one of That's his usually close what would make a spider-man art yeah. good when someone died yeah. for real yeah the the so I'm going to, no, I won't, but there's rumors about who specifically dies, but my guess is that it's, my personal guess. It should be MJ. Is it's, I don't think it's going to be MJ. I don't think it's going to be MJ. Well, he doesn't I have one Stacy. I don't think it's going to be his love interest. I think it's going to, it's more likely to be Aunt May or Ned. Uh, uh, you see, okay, so what was the conceit Ned, of the first movie in this arc? What was the, what was that the introductory so, Uncle so here, Ben dies. So I'll, lay out, I'll lay out. No, there has. So that's what's interesting. I find that I'm gonna. This is they haven't I'm done gonna, that. He's just Spider Man. So there's. Before I let me pull my brain back together, I find it kind of funny that it doesn't matter when they brought him in. Mm-hmm. They brought him in in Civil War in Captain America Civil War. That was his first appearance. Before oh, so he just movie. like web slings on in. You see, there's when the when the heroes, the two hero teams are getting ready to fight at the airport. They're like piecing together backup. Mm-hmm. And Tony Stark's one idea is, yeah, there's this kid in Queens. Tony Stark shows up to Peter's house because people have been recording Peter 
doing superhero stuff in his like homemade costume for months. Oh, like, so he saw it on the Instagrams. He saw it on he, Facebook. He saw it on YouTube and used his omnipotent Tony Stark technology brain to track down. Yes, to track he down stalked, Peter Parker. Tony Stark stalked a child. Show up at his house. The first you see of him, the camera's panning over Queens. You see the big word Queens in the big font. Of it cuts to Queens, the inside. 1928. You see, <laughs> you see Peter walking up to his house. He walks in, and Tony Stark is sitting on his couch talking to Aunt May. And he <laughs> sitting on his couch, fucking Aunt May. Yep, basically. He looks at him, and he, like, Aunt May obviously doesn't know. And she's like, hey, you didn't tell me you had an internship with Tony Stark. And Tony looks at Peter like, yeah, say you do. Say you do. Just say you do. Just go with it. And he does. He walks into, he he goes to talk to Peter privately. And he's in his room. And Peter, His like, last name is Parker, not privately. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Folk. Folk. <laughs> what if he would beat him privately? He's in his room. And he very quickly... Uh, outs him as spider-man and basically tells him hey kid um you want to like he kind of like implies that he'll be an avenger if he helps him and i can't so so now he's coercing and grooming a child literally yes tony stark uh yes it's standard billionaire behavior you know this is how you know where the directors spend their times that is very well observed (laughs) behavior from a billionaire um he um he he invites him along and they do civil war he gives him the suit he fights in civil war and then the homecoming arc is it's weird because they've kind of done the same fucking arc twice and they haven't resolved it either time the first movie is about peter trying to prove he can be a superhero on his own and he doesn't he does that but then they reset that right so peter has the suit he tries to do shit but I, I give this a bit of a pass because I kind of find it believable that a 15-year-old would act like this. Peter thinks he's going to be an Avenger. He's going to drop out of high school and live on the Avengers facility to be, an, to be a professional superhero. But so Tony, Stark doesn't, Tony Stark doesn't see him like that. Tony Stark thinks he's a little twerp who has superpowers, so he's he, going to he train. He was a college student in the original comics. You know, he was 18. No, he was, right? a, he was in high school in the original comics. I could have sworn he was already no, done no. with that he, by then. He's always been the original, original comics, Amazing Fantasy 15. Peter Parker was 15 years old. He was just, oh, on a field trip. Wasn't that it? Yes, he was on a field yeah, trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always uh, every... I feel like every, they might have aged him up pretty quick, though, to get him out of that scenario, basically. I, I think they might have. because Yeah, because he gets I his own know. apartment pretty, like, by the late 60s, he's an adult. Yeah, 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 but yeah, he's very young in this um, because we haven't really seen high school Peter before, and I think, like you just said, I think that was something a lot of people thought they wanted until they saw it. Because to be fair, they write him in a way that's probably pretty accurate for a fifteen-year-old growing up in a world with superheroes. Yes, that's why I don't think it's a problem that Peter idolizes Tony Stark and shit. Like, of course he would. He was eight when Iron Man was fucking flying around New York, saving the city with the Avengers. Like, of course he's obsessed with them like that, you know. So he he imagines himself into this position with the Avengers. That is not true. 
He's yeah. totally obsessed with them in between the horrible nightmares that he must have, the years of therapy all those children <laughs> must have been given. And it's not yeah. good therapy. That's New York City look, public health. That's going to be bad therapy. Look, it's a comic book movie. We don't have to think about how it would go down in real I'm life. I'm going to think hey. about it. If they're going to put this all in the same fucking universe, you better believe I'm going to think about it. How dare they? How dare they all assume I'm a, I'm a lukewarm glass of water in terms of IQ? If you're going to say it's in this, it's in the thing. I'm mad about comic book movies. It's okay. It's okay to be. It's totally it's okay. fair to be. It's, it's totally okay. fair to be. It's okay. You will suffer endlessly. See, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. I'm having a good time. Like, you're like I Sam have... Neill at the end of Event Horizon. I'm Sam Neill uh, before Event Horizon begins, I guess. I have my issues with these movies, but I Sam still... Neill should be in these movies. Where's Sam Neill? <laughs> I, I have. I can turn my brain off and have that's my pitch. And do it, Sam Neill. Yeah, know? we're gonna make uh, the the Green Goblin is now Sam Neill instead of Willem Dafoe. Fuck you, <laughs> get out of here. You look like. Uh, have you ever watched any Shameless? I have not. No. So he's the dad in Shameless. Um. So all I see is, you know, not like the guy from the Lighthouse or Fargo. I see the guy who the very first thing you see of him in the show is, yeah, I'm going to get on disability right now. Pow. Right through his hand with a fucking nail gun. And Foss is called, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, you dumb piece of shit. That's good. That's Willem Dafoe for me. <laughs> so That's his most iconic role for you? It was a pretty good, the first three seasons of that show, pretty good. Before it made, <laughs> well, they, had, they fell into the same trap as these comic book movies where everyone always has only bad things happen to them except when it might personally affect their, it, it's bizarre. It's always negative. There's always a status quo ante that never gets you past to a more gratifying point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the issue is that it, it's, it's not allowed to end. So of course there can never be a gratifying point reached because these things aren't allowed to end. Like that's that's uh, that's cinematic actually, heroin. I love it's, it. It's, it's part of what's it's kind of funny. I'm so the point I was trying to make before was that if they if they actually do the right thing and have Peter's identity erased, then they can kind of reset because they'll move into his college years where now he's an adult and he's alone and mm-hmm. he doesn't have money because now that Tony Stark's Anybody associated with Tony Stark doesn't know he's Spider-Man. He lost those connections. So he's well and truly screwed and on his own. And he can be that kind of classic Spider-Man. I find it very funny that um, Amy Pascal uh, at Sony was like, yeah, we're doing three more of these with Tom Holland. And people ask him and he's like, you know, I don't know. I didn't know that. He openly said he didn't know. And he said in an interview before that came out, he was like, if I'm still playing Spider-Man after I'm 30, I've done something in the fucking wrong. head. <laughs> doesn't want to keep doing it, which I think is interesting. Um, if well, we're talking, well, here you go. Think about it. Think about the kind of life that could get you if the movies don't turn out well. Yeah, you could be like Lou fucking Ferrigno, stuck at Comic Con, uh, you know, P- Peoria, Illinois. Just like you'll be in the middle of nowhere selling pictures of your ugly mug for $30 a pop to hog men mm-hmm. and it won't be fun there's a reason why Harrison Ford despised every single second of being Han Solo 
past the second movie. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's a brutal life. You, you get no, no respect. Of course. It's fair. It's totally fair. I just think it's funny that they, Toby the Maguire, producers, his life is over. Yeah. The producers all, and the people behind what, these movies oh, are, are, are pitching more of them infinitely. And the actors are like, I don't know if I'm going to fucking do that shit, but that's comic books. That's comic books in general. Okay. <laughs> it's, that man is one of the, the characters where like, there's always been a turnover. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, yeah, you know, you're Batman two, three times, and then you're done. You'll find another Batman. For some yeah. reason, Spider, there needs to be three Spider-Mens at once, Spider's Man. Uh, there's animated one, there's the Latino one, there's the white one. They're all going in the comics at the same time. They're all on the screen at the same time. They're owned by three different people. Well, you know, the, the issue with Spider-Man is that he's He's the most popular superhero in the world, and every version of him sells. Every single version of him, and the ones that don't. Well, because the Marvel formula is just Spider-Man. Yeah, it's just Spider-Man. It's quick on every it's- on every comic. Well, this is outside the movies too. I mean, in general, um, in the comics as well, and mm-hmm. he, he, even the bad Spider-Mans find their selling point eventually. I remember as a kid, uh, my vague memories of exploring uh, the internet around Spider-Man when I still liked him when I was a little bit younger, before high school. Nobody liked the 90s clone saga that introduced the Ben Riley character. Oh, I love those. Now a lot of people seem to love it. And I remember distinctly that people did not like Ben Riley or the Scarlet Spider or the Clone Saga. But now Ben Riley's so fucking popular. They brought him back. They gave him a new suit. He's kicking it in the same universe as Peter and Miles. And it's it's kind See, of but silly. then it gets back to that. It gets back to that. Like this is too many Spider-Man. That's the thing. There's... It's funny because it's like it's like it's like so it kind of ties back to what I mentioned about Sp- Spider-Man comics have been going on for almost 800 issues now. They kind of have to constantly do weird shit because there's nothing new to do unless you reboot it with a new series like ultimate did which they're not going to do to him they, they might do that on the side but amazing spider-man will always keep running that spider-verse was very fun not the movie the comic it was very fun it was a cute idea but it has permanently tainted spider-man in that there cannot be one spider-man anymore miles being so popular uh, has there is no Spider-Man story anymore that does not introduce Miles Morales. They should Which, just be. They could just have animated Spider-Man and movie Spider-Man. But I then think, you. Well, but then you leave I, yourself up to wait. Why is the animated one not white? Why did? Why does the feature film get to be the white guy? Huh? <laughs> well, they are. They are going to put Miles in these movies. I think because Tom doesn't want to keep doing these. Maybe at best, the longest he'll last is a, is technically a fifth, like a second movie in the second trilogy. And that'll be the one where he leaves and they introduce Miles as the new main Spider-Man. They I think just that's their the, trajectory. I, I think the trick with Miles Morales in the comic books was really awesome, mm-hmm. especially when you consider Spider-Man is supposed to be, at its original point, it was meant to be sold on New York City newsstands. That was their primary market. 
That's where they were. That's what they mm-hmm. knew. Um, Peter Parker being a white ethnic from Queens with, you know, dead parents and uh, dealing with street crime. Mm-hmm. That's extremely fucking relevant to the people who were living there at the time. New York City yeah. was not a nice place. Um, Miles Morales was the same thing. You can give so much relevant depth to a character in you know making them non-white in New York City. See that this is what the movies lack. If we, if we really want to set around what the movies don't have, they are mm. completely fucking separate from what's ever happening in the real world. That it's, is that's what's funny because that's that's what makes Marvel good in the yes. first place. And it's kind of sad. Um, I think again, that's why I'm I'm trying, I'm holding out hope because I really like his portrayal of the character as it is, like isolated, right? I want to see him do stuff and exist in a way that I think Spider-Man should. So I'm holding out hope that once they've dumped all this apocalyptic shit that he can kind of get back to basics you know it's like i don't think they will i think they have to go the other direction i don't think so and i I think honestly but here you go they could make it good because they could go spider-man 2077 hey are you familiar with that at all you mean 2099 2099 you know the one that's with the wild blade runner style sets yeah yeah that would be fucking cool i would watch those movies if you give me uh, you know, a classic sci-fi, overwhelming, monolithic future world, but there's fucking Spider-Man? Uh, hell yeah. Hell f- uh, Sign yeah, me up for six hours that of that action, shit. Though. They're not doing that. Uh, they used action, to be though. able to. They used to be. I just watched such a dog shit movie. I post all about it on the timeline. Uh, miss big timing me. Follow me back. I'll say it on air <laughs> to hold you to it. Um <laughs> Uh, one of my Damn. Yeah. fucking yeah. called nobody nobody ever calls me up for it okay you know what okay fine, yeah, that's, fine, right, fine. that's right that's right for that yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i'll yeah, give it to you twist the that's arm yeah. There you go. yeah i mean keep it up i won't i, I can still not press the button but I'm um, right here right now oh shit oh fuck <laughs> you, you you've shaken me oh no um i just watched a dog shit movie i watched the original stargate um that's Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Roland Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Uh, he's he's an <laughs> idiot. He literally coordinated getting nubile young boys for Brian Singer in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Okay. But th- if that freak can build these, actually, I'm thinking about it. Maybe that's the kind of person you need to build these giant, scary, alien, alienating, and otherworldly sets. The sex freaks who make children child dungeons i guess mm-hmm. but i don't know let's get away from that uh think about the original blade runner think about it's you know anything that makes you say in the beetlejuice voice nice model <laughs> that's clearly a lost art now uh but i don't know someone has to be able to there's got to be some lay miz loving fucking dork who can make something real right yeah the, the problem is that they're not gonna be given the chance you know there's the dump truck full of money they gave sam raiding there it's you know where it's going it's going to phil lord and chris miller that's why spider-verse is getting two sequels okay but that's good because they need i love them and they should get all the money i'm not saying (laughs) it's bad 
I'm telling you where it's going. It's going to animation. But the sad thing is, is despite everyone knowing that Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie ever made, period, and one of the best superhero movies ever made, period, it's still the worst performing Spider-Man movie, period. It's animated. And they yeah, didn't, exactly. they're not Disney. So they didn't feel comfortable with giving it the gusto. There's only exactly. one company on earth who will say, we have a traditional animated feature and you're going to fucking watch it. And it's yeah. Disney, which is, wait, who owns Marvel? Doesn't Disney own Marvel now? Yeah. It's, but so not what the are we movie fucking rights. waiting not for? The, not the movie rights. I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna, I'm, I've got a metal implement in my hand. You I'm know, Disney snapping it. Disney has tried to buy Spider-Man from Sony multiple times and they won't take. Sony can suck my ass. This is they some Betamax them shit. Five billion dollars just for Spider-Man. Sony, you could no. literally build a central processing unit plant with that money. You fucking idiots. You could be making PlayStation 5s with that money, idiots. Yeah, I'm going to find Mr. Sony and suplex him. I assume there's a Mr. Sony. <laughs> like there's a, you know, <laughs> a Toyota. Sony. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Johnny, they, they, Johnny Sony, Mr. Japanese business executive. A fucking fifth of the price they paid for all of Fox. No, a fourth. A quarter of the fucking price. I'm pretty sure. What was the fucking Fox Disney deal? The fuck was that? 20 billion or some shit? Let me see. No, I gotta check. Fucking how More much? More than the GDP of several sub-Saharan nations. Let me see. I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm googling. So, okay, never mind. I'm an idiot. I was very far off. Oh, you're not. Seventy billion dollars. I thought 70, it was twenty that's billion. That's a very big number. Yeah, I thought it was twenty billion. Point is, a not insignificant percentage of that they offered for just Spider-Man. Holy it's fuck! Nuts. Yeah, seventy-one point three billion. And to think Stan Lee still had to get elder abused. I don't think yeah. much of that money went to him. No, not a drop. I don't think. Jesus Christ. That's the comics industry, just like Siegel and Schuster, mm-hmm. Stan Lee. Uh, it's rough. Poor that makes it's... me think of the N64 Spider-Man game. Every time you would put in a cheat code, you would get Stan Lee's voice, Excelsior! That's cute. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good game. It's way better than the Superman game. I played I played a lot of the PS1 Spider-Man. That was ah, you were a PlayStation kid. Oh. Yeah. I guess I was. I had a PS1 and a PS2. And I then I, I never had a new one until PS2. Yeah, I got a... Then I had a 360 and a PS3. And I usually had both consoles. See, th- this all brings me back to the Sam Raimi era of Spider-Man, where they... Really, I, I can't believe that they're going back to these fucking movies for anything because those were such a mistake on a fundamental level. Sam Raimi is a wonderful director when he gets to do his stories, which are universally featuring Bruce Campbell, who has a chainsaw strapped to a stump <laughs> and he's fighting men in rubber suits. There is no realism to it there is no attachment to reality beyond the fact that everyone would just like to stand next to bruce campbell i mean come on he's immortal yeah Fingers he was gonna he was gonna be mysterio God, that was, oh no he should be dr strange think of dr strange with bruce campbell <laughs> that would be I good want camp dr strange yeah instead you get quip dr strange now you like it 
Yeah. But so they're going back to these flawed cartoon carnivalesque representations mm-hmm. of the characters. Yeah. And who's directing these turds again? Some John lady? Watts. John Watts. I thought it was uh, one of those some lady. Who, what has this motherfucker been up to beforehand? John Watts, like the, like the light bulb film director. Has he just been a Marvel boy? Oh, no. No. Okay. What are these two pieces of garbage films? Clown and Cop Car. Oh, no. Are you familiar with these at all? I am not, no. I haven't seen a single John Watts movie. Okay, so Clown. Clown is about... mm, It's about a clown. Mm -hmm. And it's a scary clown. Mm. And the clown... um, Boop, 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 boop. Is a demon who chases the protagonist into a ball pit at the Chuck E. Cheese. That is where the great climax of Clown occurs a ball pit i wonder if his other movie cop car is better oh it's got kevin bacon in 2015 it must be great oh no real weird his his filmography very weird well usually marvel likes to pluck indie directors that get a bunch of like uh noteworthy like buzz and shit after they make a good movie marvel likes to pluck them out have them direct their movie and then marvelize their 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 product you know but yeah none of the shit from john watts seems yeah. not bad let's see here it's kevin bacon and a bunch of nobodies uh people from tnt shows what does kevin bacon do uh he has cocaine Oh, it's it's narco cop. Oh, great. Good. Wow. So, yeah, um, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that these things are underthought and completely chock full of garbage cliches. I mean, holy cow. Oh, he started on the Onion News Network. Okay. There's something at least. But I'm not sure if that's the tone you want for a Spider-Man movie. Flat satire? I think... uh, I I don't think that's the tone it even carries. Well, that's what he was good at. So this is the thing. So uh, these are Sony movies, right? Mm, They're Sony-Marvel joint productions. I wonder who's picking the directors, Sony or Marvel? Because Marvel. Marvel. Marvel is Marvel is in charge of all creative decisions for the most part. Sony's mostly in charge of marketing. Mostly, I wonder if they're taking creative input at all from Sony. Because I I'm mean, pretty sure the current, the uh, third movie, I can tell you what it is uh, with like 95 percent confidence. The five percent no confidence is only because I don't actually know anything concretely. But after Far From Home, Sony was going to pull the Spider-Man rights back. And Marvel was like, what do we have to do to keep him? Because we're kind of making him super important. And we kind of don't want to have to write our way out of that if we lose him. And Sony was like, okay, you know how we're making spinoff movies with his villains? And Marvel was like, yeah. And they're like, you have to put those in the MCU or we leave. (laughs) And they were like, but. I love a creative hostage situation. That always leads to really great writing. I love that. They were basically like, but, but people at least 
mostly like a lot of people actually like our movies your movies are like bad really bad and they're like okay well then we'll just leave with spider-man like okay 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 fine okay fine okay fine we'll make it work which is why they brought the villains over and why at the end of the last venom movie venom is brought over into the mcu so that's a thing that happened the end credit scene for the second venom movie venom and eddie brock are on the run and they're sitting in a hotel room. The New York strip steak man is wet and glistening. <laughs> they, uh, uh, Venom tells Eddie that he has hive mind knowledge from all the oh. symbiotes. That so he's a four channer. Yes, that extends across universes mm. and asks Eddie if he'd like to see. And when he goes to show him, the, the room goes all wobbly and it completely changes. And Eddie's like, what the fuck? And Venom's like, that wasn't me. And then suddenly on the TV is the, on the sofa. It wasn't me. Is the news broadcast of Jameson <laughs> revealing Peter's identity from the end of Far From Home and Tom Holland's face on the screen. And now Venom's in the MCU. And that was Sony's price. They're like, you put our dumb, shitty Venom movie into the MCU, you bring our villains back, you do this multiverse stuff, or we walk. Because originally, the supposedly the original plot was going to involve Craven hunting down Peter now that his identity is revealed. Which is reasonable. That actually, yes. oh, well, a consequence for Peter Parker? Not on yes. my watch. And instead, they're doing this big thing, mostly as a result of Sony threatening to walk with Spider-Man again. Um, yeah. Which again, do like all of this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if we could undo all of this, if we could go back in time and start again with Tom Holland, because obviously they're going to have to try all this shit again once Sony stops being Sony, mm-hmm. which I guess, I don't know, 2100 will finally get a good <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> movies franchise. But you would have to go back and go back to basics. Try and do what Sam Raimi did, but find someone who isn't woefully inadequate for the job. Um well, I'll they are me. losing. They are dumping the director because the the John Watts is going to go on to do Fantastic Four next. Oh, so wait, they're doing the the Star Wars thing. Great. Where so the next mm-hmm. movie is going to be a complete repudiation of everything that happened in the first couple. They're going to have to undo everything. Well, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. I actually think in the case of Spider Man, because because they write Spider Man and Peter Parker correctly. And they understand the core aspects of the character's personality. I kind of think that a hard reset on his like living conditions is kind mm. of probably the last chance we're going to get of MCU Spider-Man being the Spider-Man people like when they erase his, his, his the, the identity shit, they lose him, his family members, he's on his fucking own. And now he's an adult, so he doesn't get to live at home. Now he's going to be the Spider-Man people want him to be, assuming they don't fumble and they let Peter get away with it again. And no, they, they are, are, you know. There's so much input that comes for, our, for the writers and directors of these movies from the studios these days. We're back in the studio era of filmmaking, you yeah. know. They're so totally hamstrung of what they're allowed to do in these films that I guarantee you, they, they got a big laundry list. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. 
and it all no, comes they do. down the yeah. hawkeye the hawkeye show runner was gonna use daredevil in the show and kevin feige was like no no we're doing stuff with daredevil right now you can't do that you gotta do something else we need him for our narratives over here it, it's so funny it, it, in a way dc is kind of lucky that they don't have this kind of you know golden goose that they have to keep squeezing for the eggs because mm-hmm. it um, leads to shit like the matt reeves batman that's coming out now you get shit like that from that i know every cartoon these days is this is one of my personal vendettas cartoons mm-hmm. that are therapy mm-hmm. um they have a hawk girl show okay. right now um you know you got Hawkman. this is hawk girl uh it's this is set dc in, yeah, it's DC. Okay. This is set in the same universe as, or it's it's, it's Birdman. So not how it's it's Birdman and Hawk Girl. So it's 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 the same universe as Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. You know the same Phil Ken Seven, <laughs> and they because apparently according to the studios, every cartoon needs to be therapy, like BoJack Horseman, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yutuka and Birdies. They literally have like a character in the show where her she has a a fucking therapy dial where she be like she goes boop, not not like a sound effect. She makes the onomatopoeia boop with her <laughs> okay. with her fucking mouth, and they have a quick timeout and say, "Now what does this mean? Or are we being constructive?" But at least it manages to be low stakes and funny, and you get to know characters, and it's like. If you can get past the truly infuriating and infantile baby's first therapy session shit, there's something there. Because they are free to write the fucking show on some level. Yeah. These guys are, they're shackled, which is probably why they're only able to get at this point dog balls directors. Because think about what Disney did with the Star Wars people. You had, I forget the first guy, whoever the fuck that is. J.J. Abrams. It was J.J. Abrams with the first one. Then they went Ryan yeah. Johnson. And then, then they went back the to schmuck for the, they, Then went back to J.J. Yeah, because the Who fan the... reaction was so overwhelmingly negative to yeah. Last Jedi that they made the most reactionary piece of film possible and tried to rapidly undo Last Jedi yes. with Rise of Skywalker. Exactly, exactly. So who in their right mind as a director with any kind of you know, cachet would subject themselves to prison. This is, I mean, holy shit. Why in the fuck would you want to sit and torture yourself and not be able to actually do what you wanted to do as an art maker to make a Spider-Man movie? Yeah, but that's why some of them bail. That's why Edgar Wright. That's why all of them Ant-Man. are going to bail. All of mm. them. Oh God, the second Ant-Man movie sucked. Holy shit. I never watched it. Bad, 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 bad. I thought it was, you know, be the sequel to the first good one. Why not watch it? I got 20 minutes in. It's like, what's fuck you? I yeah, I I don't think about them too much. Otherwise, I'd hate all of them probably. I have fun. I have fun with these. That's what I mean. I have to, or I'm gonna go insane because if if there was Spider-Man shit out that was just horrible that I couldn't enjoy, I'd be upset. So I have to enjoy it somehow. Shut up. It's fun. Have you seen? I, I see like Christopher Reeves, Spider Man, Sp- Superman. <laughs> Christopher Reeves as Spider Man. <laughs> Stop right there, Green Goblin. It's me. <laughs> I'm 15 years old. 
but um, I digress. Those movies, and I actually showed you uh, the picture of the Reb Brown Captain America earlier. Yeah, yeah, the motorcycle helmet one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker, Reb Brown, he's a mystery science theater. He's Hercules and Dirk Ryder from Space Mutiny. Like, I have always known that this shit is crap. I was shocked when those first Avengers movies took off. Like, utterly beyond surprise. I cannot stress enough. I don't understand why people enjoy them because I saw through it right away. I was like, wait, this is just comic book Spider-Man, but everyone is Spider-Man now. Everyone is Spider-Man. There's no, like, uh, Iron Man shouldn't be Spider-Man. Why is Thor Spider-Man? Loki is Spider-Man. Quips. Everyone is quips and barbs and ha-ha-ha. I know you only have one good character, Spider-Man, but fuck me, try. <laughs> like Blade ruled. Yeah. Blade was a garbage movie, but it is fucking fun. And everyone forgets that's a Marvel movie. Oh yeah. Because I guess Wesley Snipes. You know, he's back. <laughs> Blade? He's back as Mahershala Ali is Blade. Cool. And they finally brought him back. He's finally been teased officially after being announced like four God, years ago stupid. oh please let it at be a the stupid end movie. of the eternals the character played by kit harrington the black knight finds Rungo? his, his uh, the black knight is his squelcho yes I, I only know them by their first names that people are all posting <laughs> online you know frumpus I don't Wingley. think he's one of those. I don't think yeah. he's an eternal. If he's like a side I, I, I don't care. I didn't watch it. They all but have things he, like that. Yeah. He finds his like his special sword from the comics, which he uses to kill Dracula, I'm pretty mm. sure, in the comics. Yes. And when he finds it, Mahershala Ali's voice is there. And he's like, You sure? You sure you want to do that? Name of character? And that, that's it. The scene credit scene is Mahershala Ali's first appearance. His voice as Blade. As Blade, yeah. Wesley watched... Snipes has kind of worked up about that. He's upset that he didn't get a call back. He's ancient. Yeah, I know. You're an old man, Wesley. <laughs> Pay your taxes, dude. Focus <laughs> on that. That that's a very 2010 joke, but it if you're gonna bitch about not being Blade, man, that you already fucked that up once. And actually, see, it, it's hard to know what's wrong with those early comic book movies. Is it everything or is it the directorial vision, the actors not buying into it? Um, I, like, have you watched Blade? The first, like the Wesley Snipes Blades? No. Do it. It is so fucking stupid and so fucking fun. <laughs> like, and you know what? It's not hmm. Spider Man. It's not Spider Man. Spider-Man you know, doesn't stab people to walls and light them on fire inside you of like know, a maybe cool abattoir rave. And maybe that's why I like these movies is because Spider-Man's like the only superhero I like. So now that everyone's Spider-Man, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I can vibe with these characters now. I I like other characters. I wish that's too bad. Like, imagine, imagine a world where Iron Man is like the calculating, brooding, 
maybe like a kind of fucked up Ozymandias like string puller where you're not quite sure like it should be trust Iron Man does mm-hmm. Iron Man have our best interest because he's a billionaire in a super suit that's yeah. scary uh, the Hulk they abandoned those poor Hulk movies those were Sony too right no the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk the 2003 Hulk and yeah. the 2008 one were Universal. Universal are, oh, owns Jesus. the film. Yeah, rights. Universal monster movie. Of fucking course, those are bad. Oh Lord, ah, oh, how do we keep doing this? Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing to come out of those movies was the green chocolate syrup. <laughs> Tell me yeah, you remember was, that. It was. Uh, I think I'm. I think I. I more so remember the green ketchup. The Shrek. Oh, the easy squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. The good stuff. mm, mm. And who's to say the early 2000s aren't worth preserving? Exactly. And And who's to say we don't have culture? Yeah, we should constantly rehash it over and over again. And actually, for that matter, thank you, Disney. Thank you for never letting me escape (laughs) the darkest moments of my life. There's nothing I like more than reliving seventh grade, like a sort of cultural groundhog day. It's an endless like I can't wait for them to remaster Green Green Ketchup. That's when it'll be good. Four, make 4K a, Blu-ray re-release of Green yeah, Ketchup. Fucking Green Easy Squeeze. <laughs> Fuck. Damn, oh, the fidelity on this cornstarch goop is out of sight. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, they should just let us direct all these movies because these are dog shit. Like any hey, moron with half a brain could do better. So let's do it. Uh, I will. My, my uh my 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 initial uh the the, the entire point right before we, we so so we we've discussed why they're bad so let's mm. let's t- okay but here's here's the rule right here's yes. the rule we oh, have oops. to work with what's already there going into this movie we i guarantee you we're, we're gonna we're gonna write this now and i'm gonna have auditory evidence of of our little pitch it's gonna be better than no way home turns out to be oh 100 yes but, but we have to are, are the only the only restrictions that we have to work with the events that have already happened leading up to this movie right, which since you haven't seen a movie them, i got it far from home far from <clears throat> oh no home. i'll tell That's, you i'll tell I you got the, the i got stuff. the plot of far from home yeah we've got civil war he's introduced whatever I already explained mm-hmm. that one homecoming he uh he's trying to be a superhero he mostly just deals with street level stuff that doesn't matter because tony won't return his calls until the vulture shows up and peter tries to take on the vulture against tony's wishes on his own uh tony takes away the suit peter learns to be spider-man on his own without the fancy technology and defeats the vulture and uh is given his suit back blah 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 uh then like, that like arc, a child who had his xbox taken away yes literally everyone loves agency for their superheroes and we're glad literally. that it's coming from tony stark yes like a and dad that, and even the the good of that little arc is erased when because at the end of the first spider movie of homecoming peter turns down the iron spider suit turns down becoming an avenger officially because he realizes he should keep himself street level because he's not made for that stuff yet. That's Locos how the first only, one yo. ends. L- yes, he's Locos a little <laughs> He turns it down, he goes back home. And then they erase that arc completely because they wanted to shove Spider-Man into Infinity War. So Tony gives him the Iron Spider suit 
because Peter basically grabs onto the side of a spaceship as it's flying away and passes out from the altitude. So to save him, Tony gives him the Iron Spider suit, which protects him from that. And they do the whole Thanos thing for two movies. Peter dies in the snap. Peter comes back in the big, the muddy CGI fight at the end the of Endgame. Unsnapping, yep. perhaps. Tony dies. Peter has a sad moment because this is his second Uncle Ben. Because although they didn't do that arc, it did happen. Peter did lose his Uncle Ben, and that is why he's Spider-Man. When Tony first finds him, he's been Spider-Man for six months. And the animated freshman year show that they're making is going to cover that part of Tom Holland's story. But this is not a visual medium, but the thousand yard stare that I'm seeing on my face when you said that. Yeah, it's I can see the Kubrick stare. Yeah, no. Who is direct? Oh, Jesus. If we don't know Gennady Tartakovsky, it'll be garbage. We don't know anything about the animation. They should pay Gennady Tartakovsky. Just be Spider-Man Clone Wars. (laughs) In fact, it can all be we with know, Ben Riley. It can literally be that. that. <laughs> all we know is that it's his freshman year because it's called freshman year, which means that we're going to see his origin story told again. Um, but then, okay, boners, so he might fart. Yeah, gross. You know oh, that's going to. I don't be. need. That's what it's I be. don't need a fart joke. In oh, it's coming. I don't need it's, it. It's, it's brewing. Not, it's a thunder uh, coming. This is a big one. It's going to be a big wet one. Yeah. <laughs> So then they come back down from Endgame, Far From Home immediately follows Endgame, and it kind of deals with the implications of the snap in a comedic way Uh um, to kind of lighten the mood after the the downer, somber tone of Endgame. They lighten it up by making fun of what happens in that movie. There's a point in the movie where Peter's teacher, he, I forget the specifics, but basically like, he came back from being snapped and his wife, like basically his wife cucked him or some shit. So it's kind of fucked got, up. You know, but... vaporized. Yeah. So, so, so this, I, yeah, this is like, there's a lot of things that you got to think about if they're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, but they, they just, they make fun of it because, you know. Yeah, har, 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 har. Don't we love they, cosmic trauma here? That's right. And then in Far From Home, Peter wants Fuck. to have his time off from being Spider-Man on his European vacation with his school, not vacation, field trip with his school. Spider-Man Euro trip starring Van Wilder. Okay. That's right. And he's not given the opportunity because uh, duty calls as a superhero and Mysterio has appeared to basically uh, create a fake superhero story to replace Iron Man. That is Mysterio's villain goal, to become the new Iron Man by faking it. He uses a so if you uh, have you actually seen any of the Marvel of the MCU movies, the first Avengers movie and Thor Ragnarok. Okay, that is okay. It so then and so my knowledge of Mysterio comes from the comic books where that is you're gonna get bit. mad. He he, you're, you're he does impersonate people. You're gonna get mad. You're yes, gonna get mad. I seem to be. Go let later me, on. Let me make you mad. I'm mad so, because I'm. Although I liked the look of Mysterio and the kind of his little plan was kind of fitting, the execution of how he does his illusions is what ruins the character for me. And you'll see why. So Mysterio comes onto the scene. You learn that he he used to be a Stark employee, which is why he hates Tony Stark, because Tony Stark was a bad boss. And in Civil War, there was a scene at the beginning 
where Tony Stark, you see he does this like big elaborate st- like demonstration for a college for MIT. He's doing some speech or something. Mm-hmm. And he he shows this like projection of him when he was younger and the last time he saw his parents before they left and they were killed because that that was important to the plot of the movie. But so the point trauma- is, was- he's traumatizing Tony Stark. No, no, no. This is Tony Stark telling this story to a bunch of college oh, students. Oh, 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 oh. It's just retconned in later that the mm. technology used to make that projection was, was Quentin by... Beck's. Okay. Yes. Okay. But Tony on stage says that it was dumb, a waste of money, and he called it BARF. That was his acronym for it, BARF. Because it, it stood for something. But so we have, so you literally would have, I'm here to waste your time with some dumb hooey. Yeah, he was using it to make some point that he says in the speech to these kids. But it's retconned in Far From Home to reveal that Mysterio made that tech. And because Tony called it fucking barf, treated it like shit, and then like, you know, dumped him on the side of the road and didn't give a shit about his life's work, yeah. Mysterio got mad. So yeah, he I developed why. this. Yeah, he developed this plan essentially to get back at Tony Stark. Tony Stark died and the opportunity I'm just trying to like fathom this like rationally. Did Tony Stark get a memo from someone bigger than him that says, make supervillain? Thanks. Bye. Literally, literally. Because that's where Vulture comes from. Uh, Adrian Toomes. Adrian Toomes, not as directly, but you know, they used to have this fella in the Spider-Man universe who was also a big scary billionaire with a lot of money and a uh, uh, industries. Oh, there's a big, there's a big blank, a zero O's. Nah, fuck it. Tony yeah. Stark. Tony yes. Stark. Yeah. You have Adrian Toomes in the first one, since uh, I forgot. I, need, I should explain that part. Adrian Toomes in 2012, after the fight in New York in Avengers, he gets a job from the city, a contract to salvage the wreckage of the, of the fighting. And he buys a bunch of trucks. He hires a bunch of guys. And then Tony Stark's own Department of Damage Control comes in and says, you're not allowed to clean this up. Get the fuck out. And Adrian Toomes is like, bro, I got a family. These guys got a family. I bought I bought equipment for this. I got this from the city. And they're like, sucks. And so they go home and they're sitting there. And one of his guys is like, hey, boss, we forgot to turn in this last truck of alien shit. And oh, he's man. like, well, you know how what? Could we forget that. That's so he's convenient. Like, you know Almost what? Contrived. One of the characters who works with him is the Tinkerer. And the Tinkerer uses the alien tech to make weapons, which they then sell to criminals. And that's where the vulture comes from. Uh, so, yes, they're both essentially so are they supposed created to be the Syndicate Six then. Well, so. Hmm. Okay, let me, I'll There's get there. There's all these structures from the I'll fucking comics and people yes. loved them. And why, why don't there. you use them? Are, are I'll they tell all you. owned by Sony? No, but Sony is kind of responsible. Uh, it, it'll come back around. So then Mysterio's here uh, in the modern day and now he's basically assembled a team of slighted Stark employees who all hate Tony Stark to help him devise this plan to create the concept of Mysterio as mm. a new superhero to like become rich and famous and adored by people. So they use the barf technology to essentially create <sighs> illusions of these elementals, which are essentially oh. molten man, hydro man, 
It's Sandman, etc. Half dog. I'm my yes. own best friend. Barf. <laughs> Thinking they of better movies to protect my yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. You got to put up psychic shielding. You know? Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman, John Candy, <laughs> Bill Pullman and John Candy. You'll make it. You'll make it through. It gets worse. Okay. So, <laughs> so like he's here. using his tech to make illusions of elementals and then basically project himself as Mysterio, saving the world from these elementals. And he basically uses that to manipulate Spider-Man into okay. This is this is the good part. This is the worst. So part. Spider-Man is being groomed by more so, adult men. Yes. More rich adult men. And all Tony Stark. On the wait, Tony Stark has a child groomer factory on yeah. top of everything. Even else. in death. Even in death. Oh, he's dead? Yeah, he's dead by now. By ah, far from home, he's dead. He'll come back. It's who cares? It's not important. Just <laughs> he's off screen, so he's dead. I agree. Yeah. I also like object permanence. Yeah, um, <laughs> he um, <laughs> he so he sets up his thing, and now here's the crutch of the movie, the MacGuffin. Mm, I love Tony this. Stark. Inexplicably, uh, does something kind of insane. Nick Fury shows up to meet Samuel Spider-Man. L. Jackson. Yes, and he meets Spider Man, and he's like, "Hey, uh, kid, I need your help. You're a superhero. Tony Stark trusted you." And we got these elementals to deal with. I don't know if I fully trust this Mysterio guy, so you should help me out. And Spider-Man's like, I'm just a kid. I'm on vacation. Can't you get, like, anyone else to do it? And, you know, they're like, no, we can't. you got to do it. Blah, blah, blah. At some point, Nick Fury hands Peter a little glasses case. And he says, Tony Stark wanted you to have these. And he gives him a pair of glasses that control a satellite with a drone array that at some point in the movie, Peter almost blows up his school bus with. So, you know, a responsible thing to give a child, but he does it. And Mysterio manipulates Peter into giving him control of the drones, which he uses to create a massive, like much bigger scale elemental attack to convince everyone, oh, this is an Avengers level threat. And Mysterio saved the world from it. But uh, bada bing, ba-boom, mm-hmm. Spider-Man stops him. Um, and in the final little fight, he finds where he's projecting his illusion from. Uh, a minor plot point in the movie was that his spider sense wasn't functioning correctly. He uses That's not it a minor at- plot point. That's like Spider-Man's no, deal. But it's, but it's treated like they basically don't mention it until the end. Where until, it's suddenly, until it's very important. Where yes. it's suddenly supposed to be triumphant that he got it back. To yes. see through Mysterio's illusion, dodge the bullets from the drones, and wrest control of the drones from Mysterio. Okay, I understand Mysterio, it now because um, th- these are movies for babies, right? Yes. So yes, baby has literally. toy taken away. That is very yes. important in baby brain. So mm-hmm. baby gets toy back. Yay! Yes. I get it now. Okay. We did it. Continue. So he stops him from using the drones. In their little fight, Mysterio ends up shooting himself with the drones. Because he goes all evil villain and he's like, oh, why aren't these drones shooting? And the thing's like, because you're in the crossfire. And he goes, I don't care. I want Spider-Man dead. Gets himself mm-hmm. shot. He dies. Uh, of course, it's Mysterio. He might be, he might not. Point is, for our sake, he's dead. Uh, and then Spider-Man goes home. He saved the day. He gets with MJ because at this point she knows he's Spider-Man because you can't fucking have Peter with anyone who doesn't is dumb point is she knows he's spider-man he goes home 
and it's revealed. It's too hard to maintain these secret identities yeah. if you're a modern Hollywood director. They have a exactly. lot on their plates, so they're and not going to even try. <laughs> it comes to the point Peter's taking MJ through Manhattan, swinging her around town. It's cute, whatever. They land. He drops her off. She didn't like it, whatever. He goes to leave, and suddenly a news broadcast comes up on the big screens in Times Square, and it's J. Jonah Jameson revealing doctored footage sent to him by supposedly the other people in the Mysterio team, assuming that Mysterio Quentin Beck is dead. The others doctored the footage to basically make it look like Peter Parker shot Mysterio and Peter Parker was controlling the drones and Peter Parker was the one who caused all the damage in London and he reveals his name and paints him as a murderer. Hell yeah. Me, child, Peter, he turns to the camera and says, hello, it's I, Peter Parker. I live here in Queens. I did these crimes. Basically, in the actual fight, Peter's like, um, Peter tells like the AI controlling the drones once he gets the glasses back to like cancel the drone attack. And it's like, would you like to execute these commands? And he goes, yes, execute them all. And he basically clipped that and fucking like baby's first audio manipulation and made it look like Peter said, like like the like the AI said, it'll kill civilians. And Peter said, execute them all. So there you go. And so that's how he frames them. The, the way, like, if you're like a dungeon master for a role-playing game, mm-hmm. the player characters are always the smartest and most able people. The mm-hmm. non-player characters are a couple of notches lower than them. Mm-hmm. So in this regard, the audience in the movie is the player character, the surrogates, they stand for them. So if, you know, Tony Stark and Peter Parker and Mysterio are all a bunch of fucking numbskulls with loose newsprint in between their ears, mm-hmm. then the people in the crowd have to be like, <laughs> these, we live in hell. I mean, and to I'm be not fair, usually I don't, a cultural I don't, degeneration type, but man, I don't know all this is the tough. idea that, like, I to be fair, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that people would be dumb enough to buy that. To be honest, these days but, everyone's a fucking skeptic, no matter unless it is like I don't know what is the level anymore. But everyone's like, I, don't I mean, fucking believe that Jameson is supposed to be Alex Jones now. Alex Jones, I need pictures, pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> Look, I'm Peter, a little retarded. Peter, get in here. You ever seen this Spider-Man fella? It's good. It's, uh, oh, I'm yeah, a good Jay Jonah, too. That's, who played um, Jay Jonah in the Raimi movies? Because that's who I do. J.K. Simmons. That's, JK. that's also who That's also who plays him in the new one. Parker, get the hell over here, Parker. I need pictures. Pictures of Spider-Man. Those days are long this, gone. You got to do the whole... Uh, yeah, yeah, the snarl. I had a bit in college where he didn't want pictures of Spider-Man. He was um, a horny pervert and he wanted pictures of a horse's butthole. Okay. Yeah, it's really involved. There's like atmosphere. Uh, Well, you know, imagine Peter gets called in. uh, Jonah's office is dark and all he hears is just like almost like a a horny whinnying coming from inside. Uh Get the hell in here, Parker! And he's sweating. There's Fucking dirty papers all over the place, slick with God knows what. Come. Um, and he's just like, Peter, I have an assignment for you. I need pictures. Pictures of a horse's butthole. And it's that. He, he's, he wants that. That's the whole okay. bit. But, you know, there's setup, too. It, it, there's many episodes. How long does this bit take you? 
Um, well, it usually comes and goes. You're having a long conversation about Spider-Man right. and, you, and you lighten it with J. Jonah Jameson, right, uh, horse butthole enthusiast. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's a, it's a good, it's a good uh, palate cleanser. It was a killer bit in 2012. <laughs> Coming off those yeah, Sam Raimi like Spider-Man it. movies, it was fresh in your head. You'd be like, I'm there. Yeah, it works. I'm there. You can imagine right. Tony McGuire, Tony, fake name, Toby <laughs> McGuire. Both of them are misspelled. But you could just imagine if Sidney Dumbly being like, okay, oh. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck he sounds like. But I yeah, see. it's hard. It's hard to He's, he's, hard to he's Morty. Yeah. Oh, gee, okay, Mr. Jameson, I'll go get the, <laughs> the buttholes. Oh. Uh, gross. That's real. Thank you for that that image that's good Jameson yeah. just losing it to his equestrian fantasies yeah oh he is cranking it it's chafed down there i'm telling you uh, jk so simmons chafed gross. penis that's, that's disgusting i didn't need that i think that's gonna be my alt podcast i'm gonna have a second podcast with that title just for that reason <laughs> so, so are we to the end of the second movie yet? yes are yes, we there yes, okay yes, we did yes. it yes that's where it ends so now we pick it up. Now, now, now we're picking it up from there. Okay, I have this nasty bong rip ready. I'm ready to do it. Now you're good. You're all fueled up. Oh, oh, my brain is loose, smooth. I'm angry about Spider-Man. Maguire's Hollands. Um, though, honestly... I guess Tom Holland, he's a pretty good Peter Parker. I, I like his face. He's less dorky than mm-hmm. McGuire. Um, so I'm curious, what is your idea for the third? I'm, I, I want to hear your input because you are so okay. in the shit okay. with this incredible like commitment. How many hours of movie is this? Like 12 between five movies? Um, but what, between Toby and now? Okay, so you have the th- or only the, Holland. You have the two Spider-Man movies that are excellent, but then you have all the Avengers shit that he's weaving. Yeah, into. it is all the content with Spider-Man is. Let me see. Let me count right now. Three, three, four, five and a half, six, seven and a half, eight, nine, ten. Two hours, ten. About about ten hours. About Holy ten and a half fuck. hours. How can a Spider-Man movie be longer than two hours long? It's a this comic two and book. A half. This is two and a half. What the fuck? Yeah. The Titanic wasn't that long. Or maybe it was, but it's Titanic. The Spider-Man No Way Home is the fourth longest MCU movie. It's only one minute shorter than Infinity War. What? uh, How long is Infinity War? Two hours and 29 minutes. I would rather shoot myself in the head than watch End two and a half hours of comic three movie. hours and four minutes. Absurd. These people should be put in prison. This is yeah. why we should have, bring back gulags. Bring them hey. back for these monsters. This it is makes money, though. An absurd time commitment to watch betided men shoot fake lasers at one another. But it's fun. What? It goes boom, baby, get to clap. But you, uh, when do you start watching your watch? Like you have to get up and use the bathroom. Do you? I don't. I peed before I sat down. That's but I'm drinking go like into a big it. old soda and, and beers. Oh, I don't. I'm poor. I buy the ticket and I sit there and I, I, them, I suffer. You, you put them in here. You put them under here. You bring I them don't. under. 
I don't you look have like the, Dana like, Carvey and the Master of Disguise. Yeah, it'll be too obvious. Well, they don't care. They're getting paid minimum wage. They want True, you to have fair. fun. Just don't leave a mess. Fair enough. Just say, I, yeah. I solemnly swear I won't make a mess. I don't know if I'll we'll get away with it for this one. I think I'm going to dress in a skin tight Spider Man Spider Man suit. So okay, okay, do that. You should have fun and do that. Yeah, I'm um, I am the biggest fucking loser for this shit. Trust me, that's who you're talking to. Okay, someone who actually sits down to watch three hours of Avengers and likes it and then wants to watch it again. That's who you're talking to. Okay, I was like, broken of this so early. I just know. I'm capable of criticizing it, but I also just, I find a way to fucking enjoy it. But I trust really me, think I, it's, it's like the difference in a couple of years because people my age who really go for this shit, like gung ho are like particularly contemptible nerds. And <laughs> I, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I could tell from the time that I spent with you that you are not one of them. And just besides <laughs> being you. younger you know what I mean? There's a big difference. One of the first big movies, one of the biggest things I was ever made to be excited for across all time and space were the Star Wars prequels. And we're going back to fucking, you know, this horrible conglomerate of media that we've been made to sup from. It is episode one. I was a little baby. I liked the little baby movie. Episode two, I was starting to get, you know, jaded. I was a particularly cynical teenager. It was mm-hmm. the Bush era. It was a hard time to be a kid. The fucking, the Clone Wars and then the Sith, whatever. The, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. So that's 2007, right? Or 2006, right around there is when it all finally, like, worked itself Something out. Something like that. That is the very moment that the Avengers movies came out. I could not have been a more cynical moviegoer than I was yeah. at that time. So you, you were primed to go into these wrong. Or not I wrong, but primed not, to go into these in a way where you just wouldn't have enjoyed them. And when I watched that first Avengers movie and everyone was Spider-Man, I was like, oh, no, you don't, you sons of bitches. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I was just like, I watched it. and I was like, well, that sure was Spider-Man. That sure was what Spider-Man should have yeah. been, huh? Um, too bad that wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah. And I just thought it would go away like every other fucking comic book movie. But then it made all of the money. Because people, I, I don't know what it was around then. Everyone decided that they were treaty treat boys and loved going to the movies. And yeah. Far you know, from home made a billion dollars. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Everything makes a billion dollars across the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean avatar that feels like there was like a peak spectacle era the the late 2000s where you could blow people away with not just realistic graphics but stuff that didn't immediately present itself as cgi that was really what people were looking for in a movie going experience and these movies gave it to them and i it's all that now i mean at what point I guess it's never going to happen because the bright, shiny colors and we're all having the keys jingled in front of our face. Yeah. Entirely cynical. But I would like a movie that isn't superheroes. I would maybe even like a simple, cheap movie with writing and characters in it. Uh, uh, maybe even different ones that aren't Spider-Man. <laughs> maybe someday. I guess some crazy. 
Yeah, everything. I mean, there's everything is, but there's a reason that I'm getting into podcasting with Spider Man. Everything is Spider Man now. So I got to ride. I got to ride where the money is, you know? Spider Man rules everything around me. Yeah. So let me, let me answer your, your, uh, or give you what you asked for. Yeah, give give it to me. It, it very, very obviously lends itself perfectly to Craven. Craven is the only villain that makes sense with the setup that we have. Mm, it's almost with like they Peter, were writing for something and had it taken away. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mentioned before is like they had a plan that works a less like it's a lot less messy than what this seems like it's going to be. They couldn't do it, so I'll do it for them. Yeah, so I think Craven. I think it's simple like Craven is, you know, Craven's the hunter. It's his whole thing. And his ultimate target is Spider-Man. You put Spider-Man on the radar like this in a big way, it's mm-hmm. going to attract attention from outside his wheelhouse. It's going to be this also presents the opportunity to give Peter to give Tom Holland a villain that is his villain. Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton's Vulture was a product of Tony Stark. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio was a product of Tony Stark. This Craven doesn't have to be a product of Tony Stark. This Craven can see, oh, the murderer of Mysterio. Mysterio, the person everybody thought was a superhero that everybody loves right now because, you know, nobody knows. I got to stop that that guy. You know, I got to I got to fuck him up. And you have you have the opportunity to con- so a lot of what Marvel wanted to do with Spider-Man was take him places we haven't seen him before. That's why he didn't go to Manhattan until the end credits scene of Far From Home. He was in Queens. He was in the suburbs. He was in Europe. He was in uh, London and and Prague and yeah, shit. Spider-Man because- meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, Spider-Man never- meets Abbott and Costello. I think that's a fair enough. Uh, that's a that's an admirable goal in terms of like where you're setting these stories is it's something people haven't seen before, at least in live action. People haven't seen Spider-Man outside of Manhattan and that's fine. So that kind of presents the opportunity to continue that trend, right? Continue that, that, that through line. Cause now Peter's on the run, his family's in danger. This very easily presents an opportunity for him to face a real painful loss very quickly when Craven, when he's when the reveal happens, oh, he runs, he takes MJ home, he goes back to his place, he hides out. Oh, maybe the cops show up. Kind of like keep the beginning of what the trailers for this movie are setting up, more or less the same. The mm-hmm. cops show up, he gets interrogated, he goes to court, he does the whole spiel. But then you get your uh, your um, your Aunt May's house getting blown up moment from the Raimi movies when Craven pulls up Craven shows up and fucking either and I wouldn't kill her immediately but Craven should show up and take her like kidnap her as as an attempt to flush Spider-Man out Spider-Man's not hiding at home because he knows that that's obviously not safe right now uh, so you know, we we work with something. Maybe he bounces around. Maybe mm-hmm. he's staying with Ned, or so. We we get him out of May's apartment for the night, at least. We don't have to see where he goes all the time. Uh, this is still the first few days. He's not with May tonight. Whatever. May's gone. 
we find another thing I didn't mention that's set up in Far From Home is Happy Hogan, the guy played by John Favreau, who is Tony Stark's like best friend, is dating Aunt May. So that's in there. I can use that. That's how we find out she's gone. Happy goes to see her for whatever reason. He's like, uh, hey, Pete, your aunt's gone. What the fuck? Now we got now we got the start of the tension, right? And then you get the first encounter with Craven and Peter. Uh, Craven is so Craven in the comics doesn't necessarily like to he doesn't want to just find and kill Spider-Man. He wants to test Spider-Man's abilities and he wants to prove that he's better than Spider-Man before he kills Spider-Man. So you have that first encounter. Craven isn't there to kill him. Craven's there to fuck him up, see what he's capable of. And then be like, hey, kid, I got your, uh, I got your aunt. Uh, so, you know, got to play my little game here. And uh, from there, I, I, I kind of want now, I want to take this and I want to flip it. Now, Peter's got to track down Craven. Yeah. You got to put Peter in a position where now he has to use the intelligence that he has as a character uh, and try to find this guy and find Aunt May before something bad happens of course in that time craven will also take his other loved ones he will take happy so that peter no longer has stark uh resources at his side he will take ned he will take mj and then this this will progress over the course of the movie peter will lose one at a time each person who's most important to him first on may because that's that's a given happy because that leaves him like with no resources then uh most likely either then either ned or mj doesn't really matter which goes first um as long as may first happy then either of those two both of them are gone now he's alone and he's got a piece the other one he knows about craven what he knows uh and that he knows that he's still in new york and use that to find him track him down and mm-hmm. that's kind of where we'll get to uh We'll get to this kind of like final showdown. Craven's going to set up a, a a gauntlet for him. That's where you get your fun little Act Three action set piece, right? Where Peter's got to navigate this gauntlet that Craven has set up. This is an end of the world shit. Craven's not trying to destroy New York because Craven thinks he's a good guy. Craven he's, thinks he's, he's trying to killing get Spider Man. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying to beat the villain. Craven thinks he's the superhero here. So Despite looking not, like himself, he thinks he's the good guy. Exactly. He doesn't realize that. Being, so being a snarling, bloodthirsty maniac. Yeah. So he sets up this gauntlet. Peter goes through it. We get an exit. We get more of a showcase of things we haven't seen. We get much more obvious use of spider sense, which is barely used in these movies. We get uh, maybe in the time that Peter's been trying to track down. Um, see, so like, so like uh, uh, a point I've made about the Stark suit that gives Peter all this tech. The tech isn't necessarily the problem because people love it when Spider-Man has a bunch of gadgets. That's fine. But Peter has to do it himself. Peter yeah, has to he's do all supposed to be a whiz kid. Yeah, by himself. So we do that. Peter uses what he can and what's available to him to build the tech he needs to track down Craven. Because maybe at one point yeah, he managed to build a tracker to attach to crate, you know, whatever, whatever oh, I got works. A jar of weed over here. I'm just going to grab something. Go, 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 go for it. Okay, continue, continue. Okay. He he steadily builds up gadgets. Each time he fights Craven, 
Each time Craven comes to kidnap another one of his friends, he loses the fight because we're not going to have Craven do it off screen like with May. With Happy, mm. Craven's going to show up when Peter's with Happy and take Happy from him, and Peter's not going to succeed at stopping him. He's going to do that with Ned, and he's going to do that with MJ. But each time, Peter learns more about this guy uh, because, because Craven's a boisterous character. He's going to talk. And Peter's going to use that and any tech he steadily develops to track down Craven, go through this little gauntlet. And in the process, this is where he, he learns that he cannot save everyone and that he, this identity reveal is drastically dangerous for him. One of them is going to die. Personally, I would kill uh, Ned. Mm. I would kill Ned. Um, alternatively, so there's kind of two options for the end of this movie, right? Either Ned dies or Happy dies. I think I would, because you would kill Happy because then that cuts off Peter from Stark permanently. That ends that and you can move forward. But I, knowing we're still in the MCU, I still want to keep the strange spell plot point, but just for the end of the movie. Because I think killing Ned would be more emotionally like drastic for Peter because Mm -hmm. that's been his friend for years since way before he was even Spider-Man. I think that would be harder on him. I don't think you should kill May. She's too important to have for Peter to have around for Peter. And I don't think you should kill MJ because he hasn't really had the time to have that romance with her on screen. Ned works as a loss for him. Um, Happy again, happy could you can kill him to cut off Stark, but that wouldn't be as harsh on Peter as Ned dying. And then kind of Ned dying is what pushes Peter to at the end defeated. Like he's, um, Hold on. What? What? Yeah. Why? Wait. Why do I need to be done? Okay. What? I I don't know exactly. It's probably. We'll be done in ten minutes. How about? Yeah. Nah. I mean. Yeah, I got a good else? one. I got a good one, but I won't hold you. I won't hold you. No, don't worry about it. Um. And then, so it kind of, it kind of, it'll end on that note because I think he should then go to Strange at the end of the movie and ask for that at the end and not fuck with it, not have the whole end of the world shit. He just goes realizing the mistakes he's made and how loose he's had it and how easy he's had it with everyone at his side this whole time mm-hmm. and realize he, he can't keep putting everyone in his life in harm's way that way and have strange undo it strange will undo it and now peter's lost ned peter's lost his connection to stark peter's lost uh this open carefree attitude he's had as spider-man now he has to kind of deal with that and live with that because now he, yeah. he's just going to live with the death of his best friend for the rest of his life because they, they're not going to come back. They're not going to come back from that. And that's where you end it, you know, because then, you know, you can be open to your sequels and all that shit, but he'll okay. be at a good, he'll be at a good end point there. So I, I actually loved all of that. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Very Thank well you. thought out. Thank you. One thing that I think might be fun to think about, what if Craven took Aunt May to somewhere far away in the beginning Mm -hmm. you know let's say he to bring it like kind of like a tiger king so maybe he brings him down to her down to fucking florida (laughs) and okay so first spider-man has to get to florida he's chasing there's you know craven has paid assholes to get in his way maybe peter's just a dipshit because he's a new yorker doesn't know how to drive Mm -hmm. 
uh, but he has to, um, <laughs> has to learn how to use his powers outside of the New York context mm -hmm. or outside of the city context yeah. you know, where there's stuff to swing from per se. Uh, then he finally gets down to Florida. Let's say by the half hour mark, they get to fuck around. There's an initial conflict and then they go back. They, there's, then there's the gauntlet thing, like you said, and then there's mm -hmm. you, how you have the reset. Mm -hmm. um, I think that might be fun just for like visual uh, breaking it up if we're like thinking along those lines, right? Give Spider-Man yeah. something new to do, um, but still make it familiar familiar to the audience who who the fuck hasn't gone on a god-awful road trip to go pick up your, you know, asshole family member, right? Yeah. There's a lot of humor <laughs> in that. A good non-forced humor that might be different from your standard Marvel movie. Maybe, just maybe, yeah. Or it could end up like JoJo. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my yeah. idea. So we should stick to yours. <laughs> but here, um, what I wanted to propose is something a little bit more radical. What if, you know, because you're Marvel, you're, you're bigger, better than Sony. What if you just made the movie that you want to make and told them to go fuck themselves and won in court because you have more money than them? Um, and you could just do that because that's how court works, essentially. Unless you're a real dipshit and you don't want it, you can make that happen. Mm -hmm. Let, let's say Spider-Man goes to Strange in the beginning mm -hmm. and says, please, 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 help, 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 help. And instead of everyone getting sucked into his time, Strange says, you fucking baby. Yeah, that's no problem. I could do that. Whatever. But it's not going to be there is a catch because you know he's a warlock right and he can't mm -hmm. just do something for nothing he has to send spider-man on a shoot a splinter timeline that is transposed 40 years in the past okay so it is the same reset that he was gonna get as we're gonna get in the movie as is you know no one knows who he is um but it is 1974 Queens. You know, you could have like a fucking Archie Bunker. You know, ah, what's going on here? Oh, <laughs> you know, it's it is not just a fish out of water in terms of like a time shift, but you hit our Spider-Man, the Marvel Universe Spider-Man, with Spider-Man shit. He wakes up and he looks next door. It's like, where's MJ? And he wakes up, he sees Gwen Stacy is next door. He picks up the newspaper and he's like, who the fuck is Norman Osborn? What the fuck is going on here? And he'd like wander, it, Uncle Ben and Aunt May are still down, but it's, they're as old as he knows them, but they're dressed like, you know, depression era types. Yeah. You could probably literally cast them as people who look like all in the family, you know? Uh -huh have them play uh, those were the days on the tv to really you know sell the fucking image uh -huh. you, know, you see what i'm going for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um almost like a pulp fiction sort of golden hour sepia tone but color uh so he continues he's forced he gets like the the disembodied voice in his head from benedict cumberbatch mm -hmm. play along or else I can't hold this. I need something from you. You got to act like this is your first rodeo. But there's a couple of things that might not be the same. You know how mm -hmm. magic is, right? 
And so that's why there's all these differences. But to the the audience member who's presumably you know, familiar with Spider-Man on some level, mm-hmm. I would hope they know who Norman and Harry Osborn are. They know who Gwen Stacy is. There's already a really fucking rich tableau of, of people who they want to bring into this movie, clearly, mm-hmm. that exist organically. And then you have the whole standard Green Goblin story. You know, he's got to do the whole thing. He's got to make it, he's got to sell it for the first half. And then it gets different from what we had, right? Yeah. He has to get stronger by himself. He has to actually wrestle a son of a bitch, right? Uh, it, it keeps going from there. The, the classic end of the first movie, Dr. Octopus shows up. But he's not Dr. Ot. He's still just uh, uh, Edward Octavius. Otto Octavius. Otto yeah. Octavius, yeah. Um, but... Uncle Ben is dead. The movie ends. He's back at home. He's relaxed. He's quiet. Oh, Peter, I have a male suitor on his way. I need you to stay up so you could open the door for I'm getting myself ready. And it's Otto. He's here to fuck your grandma. He's here to fuck your Aunt May. That's what they did in the comics. He marries Aunt May. That's fucked up. Dr. Octopus oh marries God. Aunt May in the comics. So this second movie is the odd couple, but you know he's trying to fucking kill Aunt May to get because he knows he's Spider-Man. He's figured it out. And then he's got the dual villains. I'm going forward here. I want to finish mm-hmm. this. He's got the dual villains. He's got no longer that he kills the Green Goblin in the first movie. Who cares? You know, runs him through like Sam Raimi. Uh-huh. Then he's got the Hobgoblin. He's got Harry's got the kid. I forget which one is the father, son, Harry or Norman. It doesn't matter. Um, Harry Styles plays the Hobgoblin, though. I think that's right. He's, Harry Styles is already already cast in the MCU. Well, it doesn't matter. Eternals. Gonna, who I don't. No one cares about that. We're going to reuse some recycling. Okay. okay um, sure. It doesn't matter. Bella Lugosi's not dead, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's played. To, he will not be saying or doing anything. But you have that. The third movie, then you fucking, you fix the shit. You got Electro. You got Sandman. It's all Osborne Industries. Then you could bring in young Tony Stark. Then you could actually bring in the Fantastic Four and the fucking Avengers. And then it all snaps closed. And you fix the timeline. And you might even have good movies to come afterwards. Because you could have Peter Parker oh, so joins the Fantastic Four. He's Paper Bag Man. Uh, there's the actual good that you could bring Venom in because that's a the symbiote suit is a fucking cool story. There's so, so many good stories that they're set, just leaving. You're saying to set multiple movies in this past reality, like do that across multiple. They want to make three fucking more. movies. Run True. with it. At least make them good. <laughs> At least Jeez. make them fucking good. They want their money. Let me let me write the movies, please. I'm oh, Mr. Clearly. Movies. <laughs> me, me, yeah, Miss, the Mr. Movies podcast. The Mr. Casey That's Jones what? Movies podcast. Yeah, something like that. Show a couple words in there. You'll yeah. you'll you'll qualify. At least at least as good as yes. as what they're gonna put together. Well, either one of our movies are clearly vastly superior. Yeah, easily. And, and look at me. I did it. I'm so proud of myself. We did it. I, we I managed it. to actually get the point through by the end. I think we did this it. is probably we the longest. This is probably the longest I've actually 
gone for, which is cool. Is this? It was. It was interesting to to take. It's like no. Up until now, I've just been talking about the movie specifically. So I've had those as like the through line. It's kind of interesting to just kind of sh- talk shit about these movies and then you know write a that's better one like in on five minutes. Write a better one in five minutes. You know that's that's how you do it. We did. That's it. How real we Spider fans do it. That's fucking right. <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna round this out. Then. Nice and nice and succinctly to uh, ride the little uh, wave of self congratulations, please. Before we close out, do you have any uh, any plugs to give before oh, I? I hit the stop button? Go ahead. Oh, Go do on. I? Uh, you can find me. Hi, I'm Matt Keller. I'm the host of the Casey Jones podcast. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are available. But most importantly, patreon.com slash Casey Jones pod, where we have three tiers from $1.39 to $5. Follow us on Twitter at Casey, the letter J, P-O-D, on the bird hell site, uh, where you will see me inverterately shitposting at all hours of the day because I'm fucking unemployed still. He does And that's all I have. He does post good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. There you go. And of course, uh, as as I always say, you can find the show on most podcasting sites except stitcher still i've been i've been back and forth with fucking stitcher for like three months they i don't care point is they want money they can go to hell yeah fuck it they don't they don't deserve it but you you're already listening to the show so you already have good taste you already know where to find it and uh and where to find mr keller's mr keller the first's own show uh you know can consume more more content as always always be podcasting never let always you have podcast never let yourself have a moment alone to your own thoughts always fill it with others voices parasocially invite us into your family invite me over for thanksgiving for christmas even that's that's your head rent that's right and in your house if you check under the floor that's where we always are every podcast is in the the floor yeah Thank you.